You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is the Spoken Edition of Wired. ZenBook is an awfully good name for the laptop we consider today. Careful meditation will come in handy when pondering whether to fork over a stratospheric $1,599 for a 12.5-inch Ultrabook. Asus offers its latest ZenBook 3 in two incarnations, both in the same 12.5-inch chassis. The $1,099 cheapy model offers stripped-down specs, while paying $500 more for the upscale version gets you all the bells and whistles. Core i7 CPU, 16GB of RAM, and a high-end 512GB solid-state drive. At a hair under 2 pounds and 13 millimeters thick, the ZenBook 3 dallies in the category occupied by the Microsoft Surface and Razer Blade Stealth, machines with very small screens which are designed to represent the ultimate in portability. The catch with the ZenBook is that it isn't a convertible tablet, it's a standard laptop, without a touchscreen. The high-end specs make up for the loss of touchability, and benchmarks in general showcase impressive but not earth-shattering performance, at least on a pound-for-pound basis. It's particularly apt with graphics considering its size, turning in better performance than you'd expect to find from machines with an integrated GPU. As well, its 5 hours and 15 minutes of battery life even flirts with that of the Surface Pro. The 12.5-inch screen boasts 1920 by 1080 resolution, which would normally be a bare minimum in today's climate, but which works well enough on the screen this small, provided you aren't trying to watch 4K video. That said, it is nearly outclassed by everything else on the market in this size category. On the plus side, the screen is plenty bright and the colours are vivid to boot. Floors? Jeez, where to begin? I hate the touchpad, which tracks decently but has mushy, floppy buttons in the bottom corners. If you're not a tap-to-click type, this alone is so frustrating it makes the machine a no-go. Even worse, though, is the keyboard, which is both mushy and extremely flat to the point where it can be hard to tell whether you've actually pressed a key or not, particularly when you're trying to type rapidly. And an even bigger issue than all of this is its connectivity ports. The ZenBook features a headphone jack and just one USB-C port, end of story, which makes my complaining about the two USB-C ports on the Acer Swift 7 look silly by comparison. 
Sure, USB-C is the future, and it will be used for everything from charging to external display connections to peripherals. The problem is that Asus gives you just one port with which to do all that stuff. A dongle is included that expands that single USB-C port by turning it into one HDMI, one standard USB port, and one USB-C port. Sounds good. But you plug the power adapter into that USB-C port and you've still got limited connectivity and no easy way to expand it. That might be okay for very casual use, but you'll have to find a third-party adapter with a spare USB-C port if you want to connect more than one USB device at a time. Rating 5 out of 10. Recommended with reservations. This article by Christopher Null. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.